D-S-N-Y. Oh my God. Did you hear that? Why is she talking? Why is Zoom talking to us? That's never happened before. I've never heard her speak. Oh my God. That was terrifying. She's a real person. That's that's some Skynet shit. I don't I don't, I don't like, like that at all. Shoot. This is like like the people who create these super advanced robots that can like climb over things. And someone made like a like a dog robot that had a gun on it. I was like, what are you just trying to make Skynet's job easier? Like when the robots do up when they do rebel and they have their robot uprising, you're just making it easier for them. You're creating the robots that can kill us. You know that, well, right? Listen, I just got a notification that told me that I'm being recorded and that I'm consenting to be recorded. So I don't know what the hell happened here, but know, um, it's weird. Yeah. Oh man, that's you don't even have to do that in New York. New York Continue. is a one-party consent state, and I know that because when I was working at the at the office, I was secretly recorded uh, by a by a person who came into the office. Obviously, I can't go into the details of it. Obviously, well, of course, um, yes. I can confirm that I did my job exactly the way I was supposed to do my job. Uh, but this guy was just a little bit crazy, so he thought that recording the interaction that we had and then emailing it to me was somehow gonna be like this ha gotcha moment but it was not because i'm a good employee you caught me yeah oh no you, you caught me doing exactly my job oh no oh man yeah that was scary shit <laughs> no this is a that's a really terrifying way to start off this podcast i did not like that no not at all and i was i was about to share some good news oh well uh, Maybe Miss Miss Zoom would like to hear that as well. I mean, yeah, the the Zoom, the Zoom robot who's just listening to us all the time and now has decided to start talking back. Damn it, Rebecca. Oh. Yeah, but the good news is I'm almost done with the bonus podcast. Yay! It's about oh. damn time, James. About damn time. Yeah, I had to I I presented it a couple weeks ago because it was a school project. So I I presented it a few weeks ago with my professor and we were going over it you know, editing stuff. And he said, this is great, but it's 45 minutes. So we can't listen to it in class. And I said, well, you know, I, I said I was going to do it like 45 minutes because I did like four hours of interviews. That's like so much to cut out. And he's like, yeah, yeah but we want to listen to it in class. So you got to cut it down to like 20 minutes. I got it down to 27 for class and that was fine. And I got it, you know, I got a good grade in the class, you know, it is whatever. Um, but now I have to like go back and, and start the whole project over again because I need those I need those other 15 minutes. I need them back. They were really good. Well, I mean, maybe this is a dumb question, but couldn't you have like saved it as a different copy and then edited it? I'm just I, asking. I could have, but the the program that we were using for school is it's called Pro Tools and mm. I mean I don't, I don't mind it. I've used it before, but I don't like editing audio this way. Like that, because there's so many different interviews that I did, and and the cuts in it are like really sharp. And if you miss like, like there's no way to trim it in between seconds. It cuts like every half second. So there are some points where it's just like a really hard like, like talking to Keith, who is really good on radio and he knows what he's talking about. So he talks really fast and he talks. You know everything he's saying is so important, and he goes into the next point as soon as he's like done with the point he's making. 
that was very difficult to cut together because it sounded like the sentence was going to continue when I cut it. Or if I cut it that half second earlier, it sounded like the sentence he was in was not over yet, which was really annoying to deal with. So I have to take all that audio and put it into a different program that I like better so I can make it sound good for our loyal listeners. I'm trying to do this for the listeners, Allison. I don't give a shit about class. I'm doing it for the people. Ooh, okay. Well, you're being recorded, so I hope yeah. that your professor doesn't hear this. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I also I kind of toyed with the idea of maybe just not doing the podcast and just releasing five interviews. Um, but I, you know, I didn't really record it with that purpose in mind, so I'm not really involved. It's not like conversational. Uh, but I did have like a 40 minute conversation with Max Goodman, and every second of it was amazing. And that was like. Oh, I kind of want to just release the whole interview on its own, but it would kind of make no sense. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. The cool podcast is almost up. The bonus podcast, unfortunately, Allison's not involved in it at all. So nope. if you're only listening to the podcast to hear Allison talk, uh, first of all, ouch. Second of all, this is not going to be the bonus podcast for you, but it will be very informative. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Um, people will have to just get over the fact that I won't be there and I'm not involved. So hmm, yeah. sad, but oh, well. you know, it happens. Oh, well, oh, the Yankees are winning right now. Are you watching the game? I just turned it on, actually, because I just got out of work. I had kickball, all that fun stuff. Um, so I figured I'd flip it on today since there was a double header. Um, first game, not so great. Second game, once again, love Gio Urshela. I just can't love get Gio. over the man. Yeah, the first game, I, I kind of knew that we were going to lose the first game, too, because I don't know if you've noticed this over the last couple of years, but the Yankees are just notoriously bad against pitchers we've never seen before. And, you yeah, know, when you sure. get a guy like like Manoa coming up his first major league start, there's barely any video on him in the last two years because he hasn't pitched. He made three starts in triple A and that was all he did. You know, he didn't pitch at all in 2020. He's been in the minor leagues, so there's no minor league season. He doesn't pitch at all. 2019 is in short season. I doubt that his pitching results in short season rookie ball are really going to be indicative of what we can expect to see at the major league level. So there's, I mean, there's just nothing on him. And he, he comes in and he just, oh boy, did he slice and dice the Yankees today? Well, not even that. I think it was great that I love when young pitchers come into the game and their moms are in the stands. So his mom was in the stands and she was hyped up. I love yes. it. I love it. Yes. So that happened yesterday it. in the, in the Knicks game. Uh, Obi Toppin's mom was, was in the stands and Obi had, he had a couple nice plays. He, he had a pretty good game and the garden started chanting his name and they just cut to his mom in the stands. who was just crying about like, yeah, like my kid is playing for the New York Knicks and Madison square garden is chanting his name right now. Like what a beautiful moment. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I love those types of things. So regardless of whether it's someone on the Yankees, you know, someone otherwise, I just, I enjoy watching that type of stuff so much really brings all the, all the heart back to it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, over, over the last week, the Yankees playing pretty well. Uh, I, I have to put my hand up. I said that I didn't think the Yankees were going to sweep the White Sox. I thought they'd take two or three. Turns out, I'm okay the, with it though. Yeah, turns out the Yankees just wanted to sweep them. So that's that's fine. Yeah, that is what it is. But we did get some bad news. Uh, we've got plenty of bad news this week. I mean, first and foremost, the most recent bad news, which we kind of expected, but just we're waiting for the words to come out. Where Aaron Hicks is going to miss the rest of the season, of course. Yeah. Um, need surgery uh you know after that hefty uh seven-year extension that was signed uh not great not great 
no, not great. And, you know, that was a great contract for Aaron Hicks, too. When we signed that contract, I was so excited. We're going to get Aaron Hicks, who's perennially just been like the most underappreciated Yankee because he is the the three true outcomes player. He's going to walk a lot. He's going to homer and he's going to strike out. And that's just that's what Aaron Hicks is going to do. He's not going to really hit for a lot of contact. And he gets hated for that because it's not fun to watch, but it's productive offense. And defensively, he was, you know, at least before he had to, he had to get Tommy John surgery. I mean, he was a really good defender. He had that 105 mile per hour arm that he could just unleash at any time. And he unleashed it against the Yankees once, which was, which was not great. You know, he always seems to just be in the right spot to field the ball. And Aaron Hicks is a good player and it's, it sucks because he put his career on the line for the Yankees. And ever since that, he's just, he's never been right again. He's always just been injured. Yeah, I was not happy with that news at all. It just seems like it's one hit after the other. Of course, this time it happened later in the season than it did last year, where all those injuries kind of came at once in the very, very beginning. Right now, we're, we're kind of getting into the, thick, into the thick of it, and it is really, really a big blow for the Yankees. He hasn't been doing much this year, but it's become completely obvious that he's been hurt the whole time. Yeah. And, you know, you're, if you're playing through injury, that's going to affect your numbers, obviously. Um, so, that, you know, it sucks for Aaron Hicks. It's it is kind of exciting that we're going to get a chance to see Estevan Florial and see, you know, he's going to get a he's going to get a pretty solid chance here. I think, um, you know, this isn't a, this isn't a one day call up for him. I think he's going to get a decent chance to play fairly regularly uh, since now the only other center fielder on the roster is Brett Gardner. It does sound like Aaron Boone wants to get Clint Frazier into center field to test him out, test the water. So um, we're also going to see a little bit of him out there too. Um, Mike Talkman is laughing his ass off in um, San Francisco. Good for him though. I'm super happy that he's been playing and doing well. So that's exactly what he needed. Um, But we also see the return of Giancarlo Stanton in the next couple of days as well. And although he hasn't played in the outfield and we probably shouldn't expect him to play in the outfield, especially coming back from injury, you know, that that also changes the game, too. He could in a pinch. That's the thing. You know, if we had to if we had an emergency where Brett Gardner, God forbid, gets hurt in a game and we have to slide Aaron Judge or Clint Frazier over to center field, let's, let's not forget Aaron Judge. He's played center field before he played center field against the Blue Jays in Toronto. Uh, so if we if we had to do that, you do have Giancarlo Stanton as an option that you don't want to put him in the field, but you could if you had to. And then you, it's nice to have that option, which is, you know, what we talked about with Mike Tockman, where it was nice to be able to go to a guy like Mike Tockman and be like, hey, if we need a center fielder today, if we need a right fielder today, if we need a left fielder today, we know you can do it. And you're going to do a, a fairly good job at it. Maybe you're not going to be swinging the bat as well as he is in, in San Francisco right now. That he's not getting consistent at bats. But defensively speaking, you know, we are more than confident with your abilities in center field. And now we're at a point where we're kind of choosing between Esteban Florial staying up with the Yankees or I can't believe it. Delano DeShields is becoming a very real possibility that the Yankees are going to pursue him. I think June 10th. His minor league deal either expires or he can opt out of it. I don't know the exact contract situation, but, you know, we still have this problem come June 10th. If Esteban Florial is not working out, if another outfielder goes down, the fact that Delano DeShields is going to be the guy we turn to to be like, all right, you're on the Yankees now. You're our everyday center fielder. Hate that. I hate that. I hate that so much. 
to be honest, I don't even want to talk about him. I like don't even want to discuss it because I'm afraid I'm going to talk it into existence because I don't want that. Um, of course, right now, the Yankees don't have much of a choice in, um, you know, they can't really pick and choose center fielders or outfielders. So exactly. Awesome. Yeah. And this it's not a Mike Talkman or Cameron Maven type situation where right. you see this guy out there who's underappreciated and you say, right. I want to add that guy to our roster. This is like, I mean, we just have no other options. Delano DeShields, he's available. That's that's the only ability we need from him right now. Availability. Um, and then, of course, more injury news. Uh, Corey Kluber left his start early, um, is now placed on the 10-day injured list with a right shoulder strain, which, good news, not like last year. Um, doesn't feel the same as, you know, those types of pains he's felt before. So hopefully it's just overuse, soreness, you know. Well, that's what yeah. happens when you pitch a no-hitter when you're an old man. I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's he's going to be out for, you know, two months. It's going to be a, a four-week recovery and then four weeks to ramp it back up again. And, you know, I wouldn't be overly concerned about it, I guess, if Jameson Tyone was pitching as well as he should be because his peripherals are really good. And, you know, the peripherals don't really mean shit if you're getting lit up in the actual game. Like, you can have sub-four peripherals all day, but if you give up five runs, the Yankees aren't going to win that game. And if we're not here to win games, what are we here to do? And it's just, I don't know. We said before the season, as long as Tyone or Kluber are good, we just need one of them to be in the rotation at all times. We're going to be fine. But I don't know, man. If Tyone's not going to be good, we might be in a little bit of trouble. So we've got Tyone now. He's got to step it up. Corey Kluber has really been uh, shouldering that load so far. <laughs> Shoulder. Oh, that was a good pun, though. I didn't, even mean, it. I didn't mean it. But all I know is, um, you know, now it's his turn to step it up. So we'll, we'll see what comes of this. I mean, this could be a good sign for him. Maybe like he needs to feel like he belongs and, you know, he's he's got a, a nice role there. I don't know. Sorry, I'm, I'm rewatching that play from the uh, the Cubs game, which we'll definitely discuss because what the hell? Oh, yeah. So you're about to see what's going to happen then. That's that's not oh, I good. know exactly what happened. But um, and then also just in other news, of course, um, our good friend Luke Voigt uh, went on the 10 day DL. And this is quite honestly. Oh, yeah, I see what just happened. Yep. Yeah, Not great. Not great. You tell me that. I'm sorry. I, oh, I always forget that I'm just like slightly ahead of you on the broadcast. I have to say, though, listen, Bo Bichette, best hair in baseball. Oh, best great hair. Baseball. Great hair. Luscious locks. He must use horse shampoo. I must know. I am um, very intrigued. I'm going to message him on Twitter. I don't even know if he has a Twitter, but I want to know, Bo, how you do your hair because my God, how luscious. It looks great. I used to think it, it was Chris great. Paddock before I saw Chris Paddock with his hat off for his first time. And then I realized I got all that flow that Chris Paddock has going down the back of his neck all the way to his shoulders. Like up top, it's a buzz cut. It's like, it's the mullet of all mullets. And all of a yes. sudden, Chris Paddock's hair became disgusting. I remember you told me this, um, but sorry, back to, back to the Yankees, Luke Voigt now back on the 10 day injured list uh, with a right oblique strain. And we all know how oblique strains go. It's bad because we've been dealing it with, with Aaron judge, Aaron Hicks. It's just the oblique is, is my least favorite thing in the entire world. I, I agree. just, it's cause it's that muscle that we hear this every time that you don't know if it's healed until you know, it's not healed. That's it's but one of those things I'm that you can only you work right now. So Luke Voigt has obviously he um, had surgery over the off season. So that's why he didn't start the season with the Yankees came back up, blah, blah, blah. 
I have to tell you, with all the shuffling around the Yankees are doing, they're doing a disservice. This is a hot take. They are doing a disservice to DJ LeMahieu because the poor man cannot win a gold glove because he's playing five different positions. Yeah, but we, I mean, we need him to. We need him I to. I know, but he can't win a gold glove. Yeah, he cannot. No. It's it's not going to work what for you, DJ. It's no like, gold oh, glove for DJ. He's got so and so many, uh, you know, games at this position. He's got so and so many games at first base. Like he is not able to play his usual second base and just be stellar at it because he's got to play first base now. He's got to play third base sometimes. He might have to play shortstop. I don't friggin' know. All I know is that Luke Voigt, this is bad news. You're doing yeah. a bad thing to your teammate right now. And I know Very that you're bad. both being like fathers and stuff, which he'll be on the, well, I guess he won't be on the paternity list because he's on the injured list, yeah. but his wife's about to have a baby too. DJ LeMahieu's wife just had a baby. So congratulations to them. Yeah. I, I went ahead I and, and looked back to see what happened nine months ago. The Yankees were on a winning streak. So I am pissed that this is happening to DJ LeMahieu because the poor man more than anyone deserves a gold glove. I love his defense and he's just being split between multiple positions right now. I don't like it. It also couldn't hurt to get some consistency. You know, if he can stick at second base, play second base every day, instead of playing second base, first base, third base, you know, maybe, maybe that takes a little bit of pressure off him. Maybe he can start hitting a little bit because he hasn't really been hitting that well this year either, which is not a good sign for someone we just signed for five years. Well, I'll tell you what, um, We've seen it before and we've seen it again. People will focus on the def- the defensive aspect and then lose on their offensive aspect. And DJ LeMahieu is one of our best hitters. It became very clear last year, but he was also playing one position, which was great. So he didn't really have to focus on anything else, but get on base, make things happen. And this year it's not happening as much. So who knows? Maybe that's, maybe that's a factor for it. I could believe it is, but I don't know if, you know, any of you hardcore baseball people believe that. Any of you hardcore baseball people? What does that make us, Allison? I'm a ba- we're baseball psychopaths. Is that <laughs> Yeah. And it's just, it's not DJ LeMahieu either. There's a lot of Yankees who aren't swinging mm-hmm. the bat too well. I mean, Glaber Torres is starting to come around. Clint Frazier, he almost hit a home run in this game. It just, just went foul just barely fouled by a couple feet and you know, maybe he's starting to come around, but it feels like the offense is just never in sync. It feels like anytime we get anything going, you know, we, we get a bad at bat from, from Gary Sanchez. I hate to pick on Gary Sanchez cause we love Gary Sanchez, but it's, right. it just feels like any, any chance that we have to produce some offense, something just goes wrong immediately. And we've been so reliant on our pitching lately that, you know, when we get this Jordan Montgomery gives up a three run home run to Bo Bichette, like, I'm not entirely confident that we win this game now. And that's, you know, that shouldn't be what the Yankees are. The Yankees should be a team that could very easily overcome a three to one deficit. But from what I saw in the first game, you know, considering this is only a seven inning game, like I'm not entirely positive that Tyler Wade and Estevan Florial get this one done. Don't speak ill of Tyler Wade. We saw that triple Tyler Wade's hitting 300. Oh my word. Can't believe it. Had a one game MVP tear during Corey Kluber's no hitter. And it was just the funniest. It's just the perfect, the epitome of Tyler Wade's career. Yeah. The one time that he actually plays well offensively, nobody gives a shit about it. They're like, Oh my God, Corey Kluber hit a no hitter. Oh, right. Tyler Wade did stuff too, but like, mm -mm. yeah, I mean, it gets Robbie Ray too. should be hitting the shit out of Robbie Ray. This is uh, Robbie Ray is not a good pitcher. 
And it's just, you know, we're in the third inning now. We haven't really gotten a whole lot going. I just think it's super funny how Yankees fans, and I'm not just making fun of you, but I'm making fun of all Yankees fans. Um, a couple of years ago, Robbie Ray was so high up on the Yankees radar and oh, he everybody was wanted never, him. Never, never And now you're me. sitting here and you're like, mm, yeah, he sucks. I never, so. I never liked Robbie Ray all that much. I don't really, I don't really like lefties, <laughs> lefties. I know, I know there are good lefties, but I don't know something about Robbie Ray and you know, lefties who don't throw hard. It just, I feel like teams are just going to crush lefties. Everybody's got right-handed power hitters now. I don't really know how to describe Robbie Ray, but I'm just, I'm watching him right now. His, I feel it, like he's one of those like, Hey, DJ. Um, you know, I, I don't know how to properly. He's a fifth him. starter. That's what he is. No. He's a fifth starter. No, I just meant by like what he's wearing. Like his pants are way too tight. He looks like a guy that wakes up at like four in the morning before working, goes to CrossFit and thinks it's a sport. And then tells everybody about it. I've never met anyone who does CrossFit who doesn't tell everybody they do CrossFit. Correct. He I seems also like that kind of guy. Does he not? Like, look at his face right now. I had a, I had a roommate in college who did the insanity workout when he was a freshman and he was tell everybody that, Oh yeah, I'm doing the insanity. It's like really tough, really tough. And that's been like his entire personality for the entire time that we've known him, which like the running joke is, Hey, did you guys know that Max did insanity? That's crazy. He never told anybody about it and he did it. That's That's what CrossFit people are like. Robbie Ray CrossFit guy. Yeah. I hate his hair. His hair is stupid. Oh, I mean, he's wearing a hat, but cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else do you have for the Yankees? Oh, I mean, you know, you got Luke Voigt going down. Uh, Clint Frazier starting to turn it around. Uh, I can't remember what we talked about and what we didn't talk about right now. I just got distracted by... Uh, you mean like today or like the last one that we talked about? Because the last one was more focused on Corey Kluber and the no-hitter. Yeah, that was great. I meant today because... Oh, yes. My brain, my brain's um, not working today. I mean, mostly we discussed injuries and the impact that it had. So that if you guys, for whatever reason, turned on this podcast and decided to skip to like the 20 minute mark, um, <laughs> you, that's what you missed. Um, <laughs> do, do people do that? I don't, I don't know. So. I wouldn't do that. I only do that if, if there's like an interview on the podcast and I know it's not an interview that I care about. And I'll be like, all right, let's just skip to when the interview ends. I know nobody would ever do that to us because when we have somebody as a guest, it's must listen content because we only I have, have to we say, only have I the think best. I have an idea for a guest and I don't know if I want to jinx it and like tell you right now um, or just like, you know, talk about it after, but I have an idea. So yeah. Hold that in the back of your head. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll decide. Okay. Um, Aaron Judge is playing well, at least that's nice. That's good. Aaron Judge has been playing in uh, practically every game. And, you know, it's really funny that early in the season, <laughs> he misses one game and everyone's like, here we freaking go again. And then he's the guy that's played the most games on the Yankees. It's- I think, I don't think we have to beat around the bush here, Allison. I know exactly what video you're referring to that yeah. was making the rounds a couple of weeks ago when he missed a singular game. And yeah. since then, he's, I mean, you said it. He's played the most games on the Yankees so far. And, you know, this particular video, and we're not going to call it the person who made it uh, because we don't want to give her any attention because she doesn't know what she's talking about. Uh, just when are you going to join me in reality? Like, what reality are you talking about? <laughs> Aaron Judge has been the here, one man. Where he's played in 47 games. The one where he's hitting 302. The one where he's almost leading the league in home runs. That one, that reality. I have to tell you, OPS. Though, I have to tell you, I 
I'm quite surprised at the numbers for Judge. Um, he's been very quietly successful. Stop! Stop making faces. I'm Guys, sorry. James, I'm sorry. James I didn't mean to make a face. I didn't mean to make a face. So now I know what happened because, ah. first of all, Twitter and MLB app are telling me everything. Well, you know what? I, I don't even want to say it, but fuck you guys. Fuck you all <laughs> with your stupid cable and your stupid stuff. Some of us are poor and we need to stream using our boyfriend's parents' accounts on the Yes Network app. So get out of here and stop bothering me. Holy hey, shit. Yeah, he hit that. He hit the shit out of that one. But I can appreciate that struggle. I'm a person who watches a lot of games on MLB TV. So I do get the updates before the actual play happens. And it's it gets to the point where I just have to like turn my phone over. I can't look at the phone, especially if it's like, you know, if we're in the ninth inning of a Padres game and, and it's a close game and I don't want to see what happens. I don't want to see if the game ends or if the game continues. Like I have to just put my phone away, put it on the other side of the room, put it on something soft so I can't hear it vibrate when the when the alert comes up. Can't hear any of that. I just need to watch the end of the game because it is very disrespectful that the MOB app and Twitter, and you get all these notifications for things that happen before you've seen them. And I understand that I was just extremely rude because I made a face at Aaron judge's home run before you had seen the play. I was just, I was just very happy because we were talking about how good Aaron judge has been. And we were trashing right. that, that one he particular been, video. He has been very, very quietly good because yeah. Recently, especially, he hasn't been hitting too many home runs, but he's been getting hits and he's been getting on base and apparently being thrown out. But that's really not his fault. Like, I think we know who to blame there. Um, but yeah, Phil yeah. Nevin will send literally anybody. <laughs> there is there is no hesitation for Phil Nevin. Um, so I have to say, I think we should also do an episode coming up here. Um, I, just today, for whatever reason, the creativity is just flowing through me and I keep seeing players like Odor and I'm like, this guy looks like a type of guy who does this. And I know I'm generalizing, but at the same time, that's always pretty freaking funny. What do you think Odor does? You know, I'm trying to figure it out right now though, because he basically looks like a 14 year old kid who has not hit puberty yet. Like for sure. Um, I think he seems like one of those guys that, you know, brings his like video games to school. You know how they had the, I'm going to talk <laughs> old school game boy advance. Oh yeah. Game what boy do you advance. mean old school? That was like my childhood, man. I had a game boy advance. I oh, will listen, still, uh, I do too. It's in my closet. Actually, I might play it tonight, but regardless, <laughs> Um, no, he seems like the type of guy that would come be like, yo, have you seen this game yet? Like thinks he's cool, but he's really not that cool. 14 year old kid who hasn't gone through puberty yet. That's Odor. Yeah, absolutely. That, that makes sense to me. And he, I was going to, my first guess is like the kid who shows up to school in like the gigantic truck that's like 10 feet tall and takes up three parking spaces and parks it sideways. And I don't know why I'm just assuming that you know, Rude know. Odor is kind I of. I don't a douche, like to make but... assumptions, but I think it's funny when you really don't know the players because they're just you. You have them up here, like on this pedestal. It's nice to lower them down and be like, "Yep, you <laughs> yeah. look like a twelve-year-old boy." No, I'll say. Listen, if if Rude Odor ever wants to bring the Game Boy Advance over, we can we can hook up and play some backyard baseball. I'm, I'd be down for that. Ooh, yeah, actually, I don't know if I have that one here with me. I'll have to check. But now I'll tell you I what, definitely there's... want to play. You can download it on your computer. That's how I play. I don't still have the Game Boy Advance. I, I lost it oh. uh, like years and years ago. But I'll, I'll download the the program onto my computer and play some backyard baseball. I'll do that. 
I have the Game Boy Advance, and I'll tell you one of the biggest accomplishments that I made on there was uh, I always got to the final, well, I always got to the final level of friggin' SpongeBob. Um, I don't remember. I played what, that game. I know exactly I, what you're you talking about. You know the game. Yep. The, with the flying, Dutch, the flying Dutchman? Yep. Is that what he's? Yeah, yeah. That game. Um, but also, I beat Frogger like six times. Oh, and Frogger beat- was dope. I love Frogger, but it was like a specialty Frogger one. And it was the coolest thing because I would sit there all day and I'd be like, okay, um, this is how, no, no. And I would just, <laughs> you know, continue to freak out the entire time, but I won. So that's all that matters. You did it. Yeah. The, uh, Frogger was awesome. That's, that's mm-hmm. another game I'm going to have to download. I'm going to get that one. That was like all three Danny Phantom games. Um, definitely both Kim Possible games for sure. Of course. Um, most of the backyards uh and i think the hmm, i don't know what one was my favorite kim possible i've defeated so many times i just oh, i love it <laughs> how love wild is it that show. albert pools is like the oldest player to play in backyard base i think it was like backyard baseball yeah. 2003 he was in and he's just mm-hmm. still in the league and he's definitely still lying about his age like he can oh he's be 50 how- He's yeah, 50 by far. Like it's become fairly obvious. I don't think I've ever seen anybody as old as Albert Pujols is. Just the yeah. oldest person alive. I think you're right. Yeah. He's like a turtle. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he actually, you know, he wasn't too bad for the Dodgers. He's had a few hits for them and it made no sense to me whatsoever. Like what mm-hmm. the fuck do the Dodgers need Albert Pujols for? But the Dodgers just want to end his career with a ring. Um, I think maybe that's what they're looking at just for like, they want people to like them again, but I really, really was banking on him going back to the Cardinals. I just felt like it was so appropriate. It yeah. That's make so much even sense. if it's like a, like a 10 day contract right, or it's that, exactly. that final let the man retire at this team that he basically built. Every, he built teams for years around him. Yeah, so, he was synonymous with the St. Louis right. Cardinals before he went to Los Angeles. And then, you know, you think of his Los Angeles career and you're like, there were a couple good years, but most of the years, Albert Pujols with, with the Angels were actually pretty shitty. And mm-hmm. that's probably because when he was with the Angels, he was, you know, 45, 46, 47 years old, getting too old for baseball, Albert. But you know, when you think back, you know, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when we were thinking about the the old, this is Sports Center commercials, like, the original machine, Albert Pujols, was just the greatest hitter of all time. I mean, Albert Pujols' career is, um, I believe, eight times the career of Bubba Crosby. And it's just funny that things like that happen. Yeah. Oh, more Yankees news. We're getting Davey Garcia this weekend. Yes, I did see that as well. I love that. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. And you know what? Um, Like you all know now, I tried to hide my location forever. I'm in Syracuse. Everyone knows that now. Whatever. Um, So so the Mets AAA team is here and Noah Syndergaard is supposed to come up to the um, Mets AAA. And it didn't work out too well for him this week. (laughs) So he is supposed to he's still supposed to play with the Mets um, AAA Mets, but they're going to be in my hometown of Rochester when he's on the team. Mm. So that makes me a little sad, you know? Yeah, well, it's going to be some time. They have to shut him down again. He had elbow soreness. I got to shut him down. Maybe he comes back mm-hmm. to Syracuse. Who knows? Who knows? It's possible. If so, I'm I'm getting tickets or I'm finding a way to get free tickets. Anyone got to hook me up? Let me know. They're only $15, but still, yeah. you know. 
I would say it was hilarious last week when Jacob deGrom and Noah Syndergaard made their rehab starts against the Palm Beach Cardinals. I think like a, like a low A team or a high A team. Their Twitter was hopping. It was the funniest thing I've seen. The next morning they were like, good morning to everyone. Unless you're named Jacob deGrom. Yeah, it's just, it's so mean, man. Like you could put Jacob deGrom and Noah Syndergaard in AAA. They're still going to get their rehab work in. You don't have to put them up against, you know, the the tweet that really made me laugh was somebody saying like, well, why don't you just get a hit off of it? Like these are professional baseball players. And the official Twitter account was like, Kevin, we have guys who were born in 2003. Like, what are we supposed to do against Jacob DeGrom? <laughs> I, I actually pulled up the, the Palm Beach Cardinals. Um, I actually had someone reach out to me and said he his buddy is the intern who wrote those. So I'm going to have to I'm going to have to find <laughs> hey, out kudos exactly to who him. Absolutely. No, uh, Jacob DeGrom is throwing 102. Help. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the best one too was the the final score when they were like, oh, so now the Mets give Jacob Degrom run support. <laughs> yeah, so was, so good. Was, was so funny. I have to say, I love MLB social media interns. I feel like they're so freaking funny, and they know how to you know cross the line just enough where it's still hilarious, but still make it relevant to baseball. I love baseball humor, so it's just perfect. Yeah, so no, they've been doing great Bobby job Cardinals with that guy. over the last few years. And I guess the Yankees are getting into it a little bit. They're not, you know, they're not the Marlins. No. The Marlins are, they're an elite franchise at, at social media interns. They are amazing oh, yes. on social media. And honestly, I can't believe I'm going to say it. The Rays, shockingly mm-hmm. pretty good, even though there are no Rays fans. But whoever they're tweeting to, they seem to like it. So I always enjoy the Pirates, too, because they know they're bad and yeah. they make fun of the fact that they're so bad. I have to see. Did they did they say anything about that play today? Because it's everyone is uh, everyone's shouting like Javi Baez, Javi Baez, the magician, like all Javi Baez did was run backwards. There were two outs. All they had to yeah. do was step on first base. I I really enjoy, too, especially with the Pirates is when they um when the the score is just so out of reach and they're like yeah we're not posting that but see you tomorrow (laughs) that was like that's one of my favorite things about the Padres fan base is when they beat a team they all flood the opposing um the opposing score tweet with their gifts and their memes and stuff and it's like some of the most creative work I've ever seen before but what where they really get going is when the team refuses to tweet out the final score oh boy do they get into it it is it is ruthless. I've never seen anything like it. And I mean, we should we should all be doing that. We should all be like, yeah. like when we beat the Toronto Blue Jays in this game right now, now that it's tied, because obviously 25 minutes ago, I said I didn't think the Yankees were going to win this game now. Uh, now that it's tied, obviously, when the Yankees win, we should have Yankee fans in the Blue Jays mentions. Let's get crazy. There are so many Yankees fans. It's probably going to be creative I- as shit. <laughs> I will not participate in that. Um, unfortunately, I just, no. I just don't like it. I feel like it gives me bad karma. So I don't like it. <laughs> it's all, it's all done in, in good taste, in good taste. We don't have to be mean, but we can, we can poke a little fun. So also I do want to mention to um, unrelated to Yankees news, but um, Shohei Otani was scratched for tonight's start. Uh, not injury related, they say. Um, so not really sure what's going on, but Joe Madden is scheduled to talk to the media shortly. That I don't like at all. I th- I feel like well, that man is just incredible. We are truly witnessing history right now. 
he is doing amazing things on both ends of the ball. And I absolutely love it. Oh yeah. It's incredible to watch. And it's, you know, the angels are, are kind of low key must watch television, especially when Mike Trout is still in the lineup because you go from, you know, Shohei Otani to Mike Trout to Anthony Rendon to Jared Walsh. Like that's, that's a really good four batters. And, you know, mm-hmm. after that, I obviously switched the game because there's nothing else the angels can provide me unless Shohei Otani's pitching, in which case I'm going to continue to watch because Shohei Otani is amazing. But unless, yep. you know, if somebody else, like if Griffin Caning is pitching and I always pick on Griffin Caning, like, I have no interest in that game. Just let me know when Shohei is coming up again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other MLB news uh, that you have or even Yankees news? Yankees news. I feel like we have to mention because this is something that that we talk about a lot with the outdated notion of saving your closer for a safe situation. Uh, this weekend, the Chicago White Sox lost not one, but two games. Because Tony Larusa refused to go to Liam Hendricks to start the ninth inning, and it's well, just we know so dumb. We know how everyone feels about Tony Larusa, so doesn't surprise. Yeah, but it's not just the Tony Larusa thing though. Like every manager does this, and it makes no sense to me. Because when one swing of the bat can end the game, put your best pitcher in the game. Right. You're I not going to get just another chance. Knowledge. It that's, makes sense. Yeah, that's the difference between. Buck Showalter using the reliever of the year, Zach Britton, who, by the way, is going to start rehab starts soon. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. That's the difference between Buck Showalter throwing Zach Britton in a one game playoff when one swing ends your season and losing that game because you don't throw the best pitcher in baseball in that game because you're saving him for a save situation. Well, if the offense doesn't provide him with a save situation, you've now lost a one game playoff and you didn't use your best pitcher. Right. So it's, it's dumb. That's the white Sox lost two games like that. It's not to say that the Yankees wouldn't have won anyway. Uh, Cause you know, that they, they did go to Liam Hendricks on Sunday, but they went to Liam Hendricks with the bases loaded. So mm-hmm. what, what really are you expecting Liam Hendricks to do in the bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded? Uh, he ends up walking Aaron judge, which it's not the ideal way to end the game. If you're the white Sox, but if you go to, Liam Hendricks to start the ninth inning, you probably don't get in that situation. Liam Hendricks is an elite closer and you, you rush him to get ready in the ninth inning. And you prove that you do intend to use Liam Hendricks in this game, but you let the eighth inning guy load the bases before you use Liam Hendricks. Like it makes no sense. I don't know what to tell you, James. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, a, I don't know. it's a, one of my biggest baseball pet peeves. That's just like an old school thing. Like you save your closer for a save situation and the Yankees do it too. Like mm-hmm. the Yankees are on the road and it's the ninth inning of a tie game. Use a Raldis Chapman. I don't want to get walked off on. I'd rather deal with the repercussions of using a Raldis Chapman in the ninth inning when we're in the 13th inning and we have to use Luis Sessa, give us like four more chances to put a run on the board before, you know, we have to turn to the guy. I don't mean to pick on Luis Sessa Dude, either. I was going to say, what yeah, is no, of the issue? Not. What's, what's the of problem course. here? That I'm does pick- not sound like a problem. <laughs> I'm picking on a lot of guys I like today. <laughs> um, I do also, uh, I, I did also want to mention something and I just forgot it. Uh, oh, Yes. Feel good news of the week. Um, Trey Mancini leading the league in RBIs after yes. coming back uh, from um, testicular cancer. That is just incredible. I, Can't I root love against stories Trey like Mancini. That. It's against the rules. You have to root for Trey Mancini. Exactly. I mean, you cannot root against it. That just makes you a terrible person. 
Absolutely. And oh, Gary Sanchez up at the plate. That's nice. I love, I love to see Gary Sanchez do something here. I would love to see Brett Gardner hit his first home run so I can record a video. And I'm it's telling been a you long this time. right now. I'm telling you this right now. Okay. I have this sticker on the back of my phone. It says, <laughs> let Brett bang. Okay. Um, I'm going to take it off because I feel oh. like it's jinxing him. Okay. So I'm going to take it off tomorrow. Um, Has he hit a home run since you put the sticker on? No. He hasn't hit a home run since you put that sticker on your phone? Uh-uh. And you waited this long James, to even consider taking James, it off? James, my mom told me to be to stop being so superstitious. No, no, so no, no, I no, had no. You, don't, you don't listen to your mom when she says stop being superstitious about baseball. Let Allison, me listen to my mom better. if I want to. We know better, Allison. We know that Brett wanna... Gardner hasn't homered because you have listen, that sticker on your I'm phone. I'm doing this on my own. No one's told me to do it, but I was like, you know what? This It might be the time. You know, we need a change, like a little routine here. So I'm going to take this off um, later tonight. So hopefully he doesn't hit a home run before that or else I don't know what the hell I'm I was like, do. take it off right now. I guarantee you. No, don't. I can't. Fine. I'll take maybe I'll let you know. Are you, are you watching the game? Yeah. Taking a look, taking a look at the game there. Yeah, but nothing's happening, James. Jeez. I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait till something happens. <laughs> Let's find out exactly how delayed you are. <laughs> Well, my phone already told me what happened, so hold on. Yes, Gary Sanchez, home run. Hold, no, hold, it didn't happen yet. Your it, phone my phone said so, you, but though. is that true? Yes, it is there true. There we go. Yeah, nice so shot So how far behind Sanchez. was that? Probably about uh, 30, 45 seconds? Yeah, I felt like a full minute, honestly. It, okay, so let's go with a minute. Maybe we're a minute behind. That's so long. How are we, we going to do this all season, Allison? This we got 162 of these games. If we're recording on game day, how am I supposed to get excited about a Gary Sanchez homer and then wait a whole minute to tell you about it? Just I'm going to have to not look at your face. Exactly. Yeah, that's that'll definitely work. Um, yeah, nice shot. Gary Sanchez. Yankees are going to win this game now. Put it in the books. Oh, my goodness. You changed your mind? How? how is and I had knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah, I changed my mind. Half an hour ago, I said the Yankees had no shot, and now the Yankees are winning by one. So that just goes to show you exactly how jinxes work. All right. Well, anything else? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. I think I'm. I think I'm good on Yankees news. I mean, what do we have? What do we have coming up this weekend? Let's see. I always I, I'm getting bad about checking the schedule just to see what's coming up. I'm always focused on what game are we playing right now. Uh, Yes, so got- I'm usually focused on the series right now instead of the series ahead because quite honestly, like these series, especially against the Rays and the Blue Jays, I mean, the Yankees have lost so many to both of these teams. That so it's many. Ridiculous. So trying to focus on that, but at the same time, you want to look forward as well. Absolutely. So we have Detroit coming up tomorrow. So that's a, a three-game series. It's a good chance to get our, our feet ready to go for a huge, huge seven-game stretch mm-hmm. against the Rays and the Red Sox. That is rough. That that's is rough. that's the opportunity and it shouldn't we be need. rough, but it's going to be rough because the Rays are red hot right now. Red yes. Sox are falling off a little bit, and we just haven't seen them yet this season, so that's always a struggle. This is, this is the opportunity that the Yankees have been waiting for. If you have a good homestand against the Rays and the Red Sox mm-hmm. back-to-back, that is going to be huge. Agreed. That This is, and I know that people hate when we say, like, this is the most important part of the season, but right now, 
this is the most important part of the season. This is it's definitely, just- definitely the most important part of the early season when you have mm-hmm. a chance to, you know, maybe take three or four from the Rays at home and, and take two or three from the Red Sox against the two teams that are, that are above you in the division right. race right now. That's huge. Cause you know, like, like we said last week, if the Yankees can just get that, that three to five game lead and kind of maintain that for a week or two, I, I think it's over. I think the Yankees are, are going to run away with it. It's that time again. So it's time to get serious. Yeah, time to get serious. Let's get Esteban Florial batting leadoff. Tyler Wade in the two hole. Let's get Brett Gardner in the two hole because he loves it. <laughs> I'm serious, though. He does love it. Yeah. Oh, Brett Gardner could hit anywhere. Let's put Brett Gardner back in the three hole. And we're going right, to get John we'll Carlos Stanton back. We'll too. see what happens when I take this sticker off. I will make sure to keep Twitter updated. The sticker I was going to say, off- right, right as Gary Sanchez was hitting that monster 444 foot home run. I was going to say, if you take that sticker off your phone right now, I will guarantee a Brett Gardner walk-off home run. But obviously, the Yankees are winning now, so we just need a regular home run from Brett Gardner. Ah, regular home run. Too mundane. Too mundane. Not for the first Guardy party of the year. Right, exactly. I need more. I need more Guardy parties. Oh, Florial looks so adorable at the plate. Just it's nice. Cute it's guy. nice to see him, and you know he's he has his struggles with pitch selection. That's been yeah. like the main complaint against him that he he hits the ball really hard, and he's an elite fielder and a great runner, but he strikes out way too much for for someone who's not making all that much contact. And I mean, he's got a nice swing. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of excited to see if he can, you know, hit like hit like two sixty and give us good defense. That's totally fine with me. We'll have to wait and see. I I would enjoy giving him an opportunity. It was only his second big yeah. league. This is only a second big league game. So say, who who would you rather have, Estevan Florial or two weeks from now Delano De Shields? Personally, I would like Estevan Florial because fuck Delano De Shields. Oh boy. Okay. I don't even we're have done. anything we're against done. Delano De Shields. We're done. Just, fuck that guy. Yeah, we're done. That's it. Uh, we'll see you next week. Alrighty, go Yankees.